0: Hey, what's up my friends? Welcome back to another episode of the Sprinkler Nerd Show. I have been out of commission for a couple weeks now. Actually, not out of commission, just not online. I haven't produced anything for you guys. So today is actually Friday, August 26th. And my goal is for today to release this episode. And I think that what's been working for me I think over the past six months is trying to simplify things. So instead of sitting here and telling myself, I'm going to produce you something extraordinary with some powerful message that's well thought out and well scripted, that sounds really good. But then I sometimes don't know how to make that happen, or I don't have the time to sit down and figure all that out or find a guest. So what I'm doing today is just going to share something that was on my mind a couple of experiences I've had recently and some thoughts I have about being persistent as well as looking for alternative options. And before we get into the episode to talk about that, I do want to play this intro as always, and then I'll see you on the other side. If you are an irrigation professional, old or new, who designs, installs, or maintains high-end residential, commercial, or municipal properties, and you wanna use technology to improve your business, to get a leg up on your competition, even if you're an old school irrigator from the days of hydraulic systems, this show is for you. Okay, cool. So before I get into being persistent and looking for alternative options, I want to just share a couple things that I've been up to recently. So let's start with number one, my best friend and fellow sprinkler nerd, Mr. Paul Bassett. He's going to have to text me when he hears this episode. That way I know he's listening to the podcast. But you guys have heard him on the podcast before. He is a, let's call him an irrigation entrepreneur, a trailblazer. And in any case, he was the guy that introduced me to the irrigation industry 20 years ago at Chapel Valley Landscape Company. If you want to know his story, you can refer to a previous episode that we talk about Paul Uh, you know, starting in the trenches and working his way up to the top of the industry. So anyway, Paul got married this past uh, two weeks ago in Annapolis, Maryland. And myself, Paul, and a couple other guys chartered a catamaran out on the Chesapeake Bay, had an awesome time. And when you're doing things like that, work and structure and recording a podcast, they were just sort of the furthest things from my mind. So I was not able to find the time to sit down and record something, so that happened. And then last week, I actually drove my son, Drew. He's got the same name as me, but I go by Andy, he goes by Drew, but we're both Andrew. I drove him out to college in Bozeman. He's attending Montana State University. Both my wife and I went to Montana State, it's actually where, We met, and perhaps I'll share that story on another episode. And what's really interesting about dropping Drew off at college is that I'm ready for him to go. I have no sort of um, soft feelings for missing him, even though that sounds odd. I just think that as he's grown up and became independent, learned to drive, learned to fend for himself, that as a parent you start to do a little bit less and less, almost to the point where now you're just kind of hanging out passing in the dark, sitting down for dinner, but I didn't really, I wasn't really doing anything specific for him other than just perhaps being a good role model. And uh, we drove out to Bozeman. We left at 2.30 a.m. from Traverse City and then drove all the way to Miles City, Montana. That was about day 20, about a 20 hour drive straight. But it was fun because we had we were both driving and it was fun doing that with my son. And one of the highlights was actually stopping in Fargo, North Dakota. So if you're in Fargo, North Dakota, um, let me know. And uh, we stopped at a brewery. It was actually a good stopping point because we had to use the bathroom. We'd been driving for a while. So I found a brewery, Fargo Brewing Company to stop at. And then when I walked in, I noticed they had a beer called the wood chipper IPA. And if you've ever seen the movie Fargo, you know about the wood chipper. So I had to have myself a Fargo Brewing Company wood chipper IPA. Uh, and then my son took over driving and that only that one beer, I just had that one beer, but man, it, uh, it put me right to sleep, which was a fantastic place to be while we we're driving across the country and I could let my son drive. So. Uh when we got to Bozeman it um he moved in it only took a couple hours super easy and then he was basically there on his own doing his thing and then my wife and I and my youngest daughter uh they both flew to Bozeman met us and then we just kind of had a mini vacation so we hiked we did a couple different hikes we ate lots of good food drank lots of good cocktails and my wife and I went back to the Rockin R bar so if you are in Bozeman and you're listening to this or if you've been to Bozeman my wife and I had our first date at the Rock and R Bar. I'll probably have to share this story another time, but it's no longer the same Rock and R Bar. But we were able to sit at the same bar in the same geographic location. Just wasn't the exact same bar. A lot of great memories came back, and I think that dropping my son off at college, that was the highlight. Was just seeing him, sort of following on our footsteps. Uh, although he is creating his own path, just just seeing him sort of standing in my shoes where i was you know 20 ish years ago so anyway that's what's been keeping me occupied these last few weeks i've been here i just haven't been here been thinking about you guys been thinking about what i could record for the podcast and a couple experiences recently have reminded me to be persistent and when i say be persistent i mean that in the best way possible and to look for alternatives. And when I say look for alternatives, that's for yourself and for your customers, okay? Because at the end of the day, nobody is going to care as much as you. I'll say that again. Nobody is going to care as much as you, no matter what it is, if you care, there's no one that will care as much as you because it's you that cares. And if you really care, you will find what it is that you are seeking, no matter how large or how small it is. And I'm gonna give you two examples that are actually sort of very small examples. And they're real world and it makes me question, makes me question customer service today. So the first example I want to give you is an experience at a box store. I'm not gonna give you the name because it doesn't really matter, but you can pick one orange, blue, red, green, whatever it is, it was a box store and I did an order online pickup in the store. And for those technical nerds out there, that's called BOPUS a bopus order buy online pick up in the store so i get there well first of all i hadn't had a notification and for me when i order something online i pick up in the store i want to be picking it up within you know a four hour window i didn't hear anything i showed up at the store and they said yeah i'm sorry sir we don't have that available i said all right well i saw on your website that you had 26 units available and they said i know I know it, uh, we just, we don't have that available. The system is wrong. And so I asked then again, okay, could these be any place else in the store? Your online says you have 26. Sometimes the data doesn't lie. If you only had one, I could see that you'd be out of stock, but you know, it shows you have 26 here. And they said, no, sir, this is the only bin of these items in our store. And I'm like, okay, should I trust that information? Do I trust this person at the box store who doesn't have necessarily my best interest in mind because i care more than they do i want to find this item i think there's 26 of these so i said all right thanks appreciate it but i didn't walk out of the store i kept going i kept looking these have to be somewhere so after about 10 minutes of wandering around the store looking for other places that i think this item could be i finally found it okay and these were actually batteries for uh, electric equipment and they were in a point of play to point of purchase display at a different place in the store. It was actually near one of the registers, but that point of purchase display, for some reason, wasn't integrated into their computer system. So it was almost like inventory that they had, but there was no bin location for it. And so it was only because I was persistent and I didn't give up, not that I, anyone should care, I was looking for frickin' batteries, but I wanted them. And I knew that this person who told me no was likely just giving me the easiest answer, the answer that would free them up to go back to what they were doing because they didn't care enough to sort of have my best interest in mind to continue looking for it. So that's the first example of just being persistent because again, nobody's going to care as much as you do okay example number two actually happened earlier this week at my local bank i have two banks one bank i use for my businesses that has all my business accounts and then a separate bank that we use for our family And as a business owner, for those of you listening and those that you may or may not know, you typically don't pay yourself from your your business. You transfer money to your personal account and then you pay yourself, uh, just depending on how your business is set up so that there's no commingling of funds. So historically, what I've done is just written checks to myself, boom, deposited them into my personal account. But I finally said, you know what? There's got to be a better way to do this. I should be able to transfer money from my business account at bank A over to my personal account at bank B. I contacted the bank and they said, no, nope, that's not possible. We don't support that. I said, all right. And again, this is a, a small bank in Traverse City. I said, all right, I guess, I guess I'll guess i just keep doing it the way that I'm doing it. But then I asked him again, are you sure this seems like something that a bank should be able to do. It should be able to take money from one bank account and transfer it to another bank account. So they went and they looked, they asked, and they said, actually, we do support that, but there's going to be a $20 per month fee. I'm like, all right, I don't really care about the 20 bucks. It costs me more than 20 bucks to go to the bank, wait in line, make the deposit, or even deposit it through the, the web app. It's okay. 20 bucks is fine. But then... I kept searching around on the website because I thought man there's got to be another way to do this so I looked I searched I found settings I went into options I kept on digging deeper and sure enough I find this option that says pay a bill I'm like all right what's that mean what's pay a bill I click on it and I see two options pay a bill pay a person And I'm like perfect my personal a bank account at this other bank, why can't that be a person? So sure enough, I was able to set up, pay a person through my account, no extra fee required. It works out of the box, but it was only because I took the time to keep looking, to keep digging, to not take no for an answer that I was able to figure this out. And it's just frustrating because you would expect customer service to number one, find the answer for you. Number two, if they don't have the exact answer to find you an alternative option that might be close enough to satisfy your needs. Because sometimes when we ask for one thing, we're asking for it because that's the first thing that comes to our mind, but we, but what we really know is there's probably three or four alternative options that would also work well. And those three or four alternative options rarely get discussed because the person that we're talking to just only sees this one option and they're quick to say no, either because they don't want to be inconvenienced or they're too busy, which I guess is like being inconvenienced, or they don't know the answer and they're afraid to ask or they're not smart enough. I shouldn't say they're not smart enough. They're not creative enough to know what other options would be good enough to provide you with the same results. And that leads me into my third option, which happened just last night when I was on the way home, talked to my wife, said, Hey, let's make some pizzas in our uni pizza oven. And if you're into uh, uni or if you're into pizza, making pizza at home, the uni oven is, is a fantastic device. You can cook a pizza in about 120 seconds, but it requires fresh dough and it can't be sort of your ordinary dough. It's gotta be a special kind of dough. And and we have this store in town, which is an Italian market. They have pre-made dough balls that they freeze, which are awesome because then you can just take one out in the morning and it's ready for you when you come home from work. So I stopped there to get some dough balls. And I also thought, man, they must have some fresh dough balls at this store. This is an Italian market. They gotta have fresh dough balls. So that's the first thing I did when I went into the store. I said, hey, I know you guys have frozen dough balls. Do you have fresh dough balls? And they said, no, sir, (laughs) all we have are the frozen ones. I'm like, really? You don't have fresh dough balls? No, sorry, we don't. So I went over to the freezer, got the frozen dough balls. And then I thought, let me keep looking. I think this restaurant, this deli, this Italian market also makes pizza that you can get to go. So let me go ask the deli counter if they have fresh dough balls. And similarly, the, the, the deli counter said, now we don't have fresh dough balls because if we did, they would just, you know, over ferment, melt. We can't keep fresh dough balls available for customers. And I thought, all right. And then I asked them, do you guys make pizzas here? And they said, yeah, we do. Uh, we do take and bakes, but we only have one left. And I thought to myself, perfect. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for take and bake dough. I don't care if it's already flattened onto the cardboard and wrapped, wrapped in plastic to take home and put in the oven. That's fresh dough. And all I'm looking for is fresh dough. So I was able to get the dough that I wanted, not in the same form, but only because I kept asking, I kept pursuing, I was persistent. I asked the right people and I did get what I wanted. But had they listened to me originally, they could have said, we don't have fresh dough balls, but what are you looking to do tonight? And I would have said maybe, ah, I'm just looking to make a pizza like within the next hour and a half so I don't have time to thaw this dough. And they may have said, well, we've got this take and bake. You could use that. But they didn't. I had to kind of discover that on my own. And that's step one at this store. Step two is I knew that I wanted to add garlic to the dough. We weren't going to make a red sauce. We were just going to make an olive oil and garlic and cheese style pizza. And I didn't have any fresh garlic. I didn't want to make another stop. So I asked him, do you guys have any fresh garlic? No, sir. We're we're totally sold out. I was like, okay, fine. I get it. Do you guys have any minced garlic in a jar? I don't know. Let's go take a look, they said. So we wander over. I said, nah, doesn't look like we have any minced garlic. We just have this dried garlic. I'm like, shit, I can't make a pizza with dried garlic all right appreciate it thank you and and then after the guy uh left went back up to the checkout counter i kept walking around and i kept looking i'm like god this is an italian market has an italian market not have more garlic options so i keep looking and i find a tube of garlic paste and garlic paste is highly concentrated so it's perfect So that actually turned out great. I got the garlic that I was looking for to meet my needs of putting it on the pizza. It didn't have to be fresh, it just couldn't be dried. And I found what I was looking for, but it wasn't because of the customer service staff at the store, they didn't come up with the alternative options for me to meet my needs. I had to discover what the alternative options were for myself. So after 15 minutes here of talking with you guys unscripted, that is my lesson. Be persistent and look for alternatives because no one else is going to care as much as you do. And I want you to think about that as well in reverse. Think about your customers, your commercial landscape customers, your commercial development customers, your HOA customers, your homeowner customers. They may ask for something. And when they ask you, there might be three or four alternatives that they are okay with. So you might need to Address their request as not as a no but as a no and or a no but or what if we did this or have you thought of that because the customers may not know what the alternatives look like you might have to come up with the alternatives and present those alternatives to them because sometimes what they ask for is not what you want to provide but that doesn't mean you can't provide something to them. So again, be persistent, look for alternatives for yourself and look for alternatives for your customers. Don't give up on yourself and don't give up on your customers. So there's my uh, riff for today, August 26th at 2.15 PM. Appreciate you guys listening. Thanks so much for your patience while I've been off air these last couple of weeks and I look forward to making some new content for you going into the fall. Cheers, everyone. Have a great day. Happy sprinkling. We'll see you on the next episode.